John Joseph. John Joseph is a pastor, teacher, and an evangelist of God's world. He's the father of Ragwest Chapel, a thriving church in the heart of Lagos, Nigeria. Be blessed as you listen to this message. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Jesus said, Except you eat my flesh and drink of my blood, you have no life in you. And that life, that word, the flesh and the blood is the word of God. Hallelujah. Amen. Brethren, it is time for the word of God again. I want us to rise on our feet as the Lord has anointed his servant, Pastor John Joseph, to give us the word of life again. Let's rise on our feet and welcome him. Jam your hands together. Jam your hands together. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Demons will have to flee. When we stand, when we stand in the name of Jesus, tell me who has the power to oppose in the mighty name of Jesus. We have the victory. Come on, put your hand together for Jesus. Hallelujah. Can we lift our hands as we pray? Lord, we want to thank you for what you have started to do. And I thank you for what you are going to do again today. For every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess that Jesus is the Son of God. I thank you, Lord, because you will yet glorify your name once again in this service. Thank you for salvation. Thank you for healing. Thank you for deliverance. We return all the glory to you. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Shout a louder amen, somebody. You may please be seated. I want to welcome you all to this service today. Now, what a wonderful testimony we just heard. The Lord delivering people from the powers of death. Whatever wants to kill or turn this year to a year of mourning and sorrow, you are escaping it forever in Jesus' name. Not just you, but you and your household in the name of Jesus. And my brother that shared the testimony of salvation, that glad, that's one of the best salvation testimonies I've heard. Gladdens my heart. Now, for those of you who don't speak English, I will interpret in Yoruba very soon. I just needed to put in the canopy outside is actually made dedicated for those who are not speaking English. Now, I would like to say this. Now, 
Olorun ti ro wa lowo lati problem And lagbara Olorun by next Sunday Canopy <laughs> We are trying <laughs> No we I can speak it very well, but you know, sometimes it just becomes a bit difficult. <laughs> but Jesu Sholoimbo. Jesu the Sonimbo ra 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 ra. So Tori Tori Pekama Kale Kale Masoro Wani de Yoruba. La Pishe Pekpeto one time. Lagbaro long. Bobo um Anya won't to the police she no say. But Lagorolong by next Sunday, but for you, after just for you, but I'm going to share. No, no, I want to buy one. I want Mary. I want no. Ali ma, Ali Jem kote po ma. Roni kalukuloro. So I'm going to really roll alone that time. Go here and happen if you come and share me, because so that you need to Ali Ali wa easy. So Lagorolong at Lagorolong, but for I want, I want to man interpret. I want to look before. No one to man better man store. He do in Bosi Yoruba, and Taba one time no. Ali wa easier for me because Jesus go in Bokoko. Jesus so he do in Bokongo. Tuki wa tuki wa say Arabic ati Hebrew no so. So mo go in bo mo le so English mo le ko we yon minke a le sin Jesus because Jesus wa go in Sholo in bo. Amen. So, Lagorolo by next week, Saturday, Sunday, I go long go away, Bubu, Bukotek, she, Atishi, she, so, Italian, no, Ali, Jay, the Tulip, the Walok on Valley, the Kakwata of Jesus. Hallelujah. So, a flow for Lua for Lady, a Roger. If it is Malay, so they and Mimimaro and Lower Latin, so they be Ni Uruko Jesu. Hallelujah. All right. Now, also, we are streaming live on YouTube. So, if you've not created, um, if you've not shared the YouTube handle, and I also think we are also on Miss LR Radio, so you can share those handles on YouTube. If you go to YouTube now, search for Real Grace Chapel. You see us there. I want to share it on your Facebook page. Share it on your messenger. We are not streaming on Facebook for now because we are trying to perfect our YouTube and uh, we realize that it doesn't break like Facebook and um, there is less distraction on YouTube. But we trust God that all shall be sorted out. Amen. This morning, I want to continue on what I started in first service. Some time ago, I shared with us all that the death of Jesus Christ on Calvary is not the only death. That is his physical death. However, there are other spiritual deaths of Christ. And in the book of John chapter 12 verse 24, Jesus said, Except the corn of wheat falls to the ground, and dies, it abides alone. But if it falls and dies, it bringeth forth much fruit. So, death is 
Spiritual death ushers us to fruitfulness. So also was the physical death of Jesus on the cross of Calvary. So I shared that there are four deaths of Christ. And today, I want to just pick one of them, which is the death in the wilderness, to, test, to show what that spiritual death in the wilderness actually meant. When he was separated for 40 days, it was a, uh, it was a dying process. Because it was separated from everything that was pleasurable to man and it was alone there with the Lord. That was a type of death. Praise God. Now, the death of, in the wilderness signified the death of pleasure and the, the price of separation. So today, as we are here, I want to then run that on the subheading on intimacy with God through fasting and prayer. So this is part two. Intimacy with God through fasting and prayer. Because it's one of the things that took place in that wilderness where Jesus decided to die to the flesh the pleasure of the flesh, and the loss of the flesh. Amen. So I would like you to open your Bible with me to Luke chapter 4 from verse 1. Luke chapter 4 from verse 1 as we go deeper into the Word. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for your help. And Jesus, being full of the Holy Ghost, returned from Jordan and was led by the Spirit now, look at the first interaction. Jesus being full of the Holy Ghost. That's the first thing that happened to him. He was filled with the Holy Ghost. The second thing was that he was led by the Holy Spirit. Because the Bible says that, and was led by the Spirit into the wilderness. Verse 2 then says, being 40 days tempted of the devil, and in those days he did eat nothing, and when they were ended, he afterward hungered. Then verse 14 then says, And Jesus returned in the power of the Spirit into Galilee. And there went out a fame of him through all the region about. Alright. So today, I want to focus, I will be expounding on Luke chapter 1. Luke chapter 4, 1 and 2. That's where we are going to be studying the word of God. We are going to do some study of the word of God in Luke chapter 4, verse 1 to 2. The first thing I want you to see was that the Bible introduced the Holy Spirit in the life of Jesus. When it said, and Jesus being full of the Holy Ghost. Then he went up to also say, and he was led by the Spirit. Then verse 14 said, he was empowered by the Spirit. So there are three levels of operation of the Holy Ghost in the life of Jesus. Number one, he was filled with the Spirit. Number two, he was led by the Spirit. Number three, which is verse 14, he was empowered by the Spirit. 
these three things the Holy Spirit also wants to do in your life. He wants to fill you. He wants to lead you. And he wants to empower you. Can I have an amen, somebody? Now, let's go to the first encounter or the first experience with the Holy Ghost that Jesus had. Say, and Jesus being filled with the Holy Ghost. You see, nobody can be filled with the Holy Ghost without prayer, without asking. Perhaps you did not know there was no way you could have been a Christian without first laying the foundation of asking Jesus to step into your life. There was no way you could have been filled with Jesus of, without first asking, praying for Jesus to come into your life. Now, if the first foundation of your Christian walk began on prayer, with prayer, by prayer, via prayer, then it means you can only be sustained in your walk with God on the altar of prayer. Is somebody with me? Now, let's look at the Son of God. Jesus, the Son of God, Jesus, God in human flesh, did not experience the feeling of the Holy Ghost without asking. It was not a product of accident. What you read in Luke chapter 4 followed the same principle with what I'm sharing with you. Now, in the book of Luke, and I'm sure you are not tired of looking. Are you tired of looking? So let's look into Luke chapter 11 verse 13. The Bible said, If ye then being evil, know how to give good gifts unto your children, how much more shall your heavenly father give the Holy Ghost? Give the Holy Ghost to them that ask. So the Spirit of God is always connected to asking. Is always connected to prayer. The Holy Spirit will not move in the life of a man without that man asking, without that man praying. Every move of the Holy Ghost is connected to prayer. I love the song the choir just rendered. Say, call upon me and I will answer you. Then it said, great and mighty works, revival, breakthrough. All these are connected to the Holy Spirit. Now let's look at Jesus. Luke chapter 3, verse 21. How did he become so filled with the Holy Spirit? Luke chapter 3, verse 21. Now when all the people were baptized, it came to pass that Jesus also being baptized and praying and praying that heaven was open. You see, there, there were so many people that were being baptized, but something was lacking in them. As they were all going inside the water, they just felt they were okay, they were happy, and they moved on. But Jesus understood a principle that the power of God is always connected to prayer. Let me shock some of you. If the power of God was connected to complaining, some of you will have experienced that power by now. You, because of the level of complaint you have. Or you have. If the power of God was connected to crying, some of us, we have cried a lot. 
we will have seen breakthrough. If it was collected to quarreling, being angry, perhaps we will have seen it now. But the power of God is not even connected to your worry. He said about worry, he said, which of you can by worry add one inch to your height? But the move of God, the power of God, the infilling of the Holy Ghost has one answer. And that answer has not changed. Prayer, 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 prayer. Is somebody with me? So, praying, the heaven was open. Verse 22, you saw it now. And the Holy Ghost descended in a bodily shape like a dove. Let's pause that. This was 30 years old Jesus. Until he took out time to pray, we never read of the account of the Holy Ghost descending. What Do you know that the account of the first 30 years of Jesus is one aspect of his life that is still missing? There are a lot of theories here and there. But when it comes to the canonization of the scripture, when they were bringing the script together, nobody agreed on most of the writings of the early days of Jesus. The confusion was too much. Because why? There was something that was missing in all those writings. Some said they turned bird. He was speaking to bird. In, uh, you know, even when you read of the Quran, they, where the Quran also agreed about Jesus in the Muslim Quran, you realize that he was just talking about how he, turned, he was talking to bird. He, can, he had knowledge of all the animals and whatever, whatever. But do you know why even the Muslims don't really believe in him? Because there was really nothing that was connected in those early days with prayer. Is somebody with me? Until he prayed, the game changer in his life never occurred. Today, whatever has killed your prayer life, you are breaking out of it. So the first level of your prayer, of the experience with the Holy Ghost is, is infinite. And that is what has brought you this far. But don't stay there. Now let's go to verse 1 again of Luke chapter 4. Thank you. Verse 1 of Luke chapter 4. The Bible says, And Jesus being full of the Holy Ghost, what did he do then? Afterward. So after he experienced the Holy Ghost in chapter 3, verse 21 and 22, he traveled from Nazareth to, to Jordan. Now, he was coming from that church service. He was coming back from that church service. So, the Bible says, and returning from Jordan, returned from Jordan. What is Jordan? Of course, Jordan is the place of divine encounter. Naaman experienced healing at Jordan. Elisha had the mantle of Elijah at Jordan. Jesus experienced open heaven at Jordan. But the greatest mistake 
you can make in your walk with God is to stay or remain at Jordan. Because Jordan represents your public life. Because in this same Jordan, throughout the New Testament, Jordan was also associated with the place or where the crowd gathers, where the multitude are. Let's look at it. Luke, of course, you've read Luke chapter 3. Let's go to Luke chapter 3. I told you, don't be tired of looking. Luke chapter 3 from verse 7. Then said he to the multitude that came forth to be baptized of him. Where? At Jordan. You saw multitude at Jordan. That was the same place. Then verse 21. Now when all the people were baptized. So Jesus was where? He went to a place where multitude were. Where all the people were baptized. Mark chapter 1 verse 5 says. And there went out unto him all the land of Judea and the Jerusalem. And were all baptized of him in the river of Jordan. So you see the word all. Multitude. People. All at Jordan. So he was returning from Jordan. This place you are this morning is your Jordan. Where we all gather. This is your Jordan. Where we all have met. But I have something you may not like. If this is all that there is to your Christian life. I'm telling you. There's a problem. If this Jordan experience is all that there is to your walk with God, there is a major problem. Because nothing can be better this way in your life. You may not like what I'm saying, but that's the truth. There is nobody that became great by only relating with a Jordan experience. But for her, I remember even when they were saying that bringing the gift, she was so comfortable moving with all her friends. Guys, guys, think, think. Brother, start the car. Start the car. I remember how they had to tell her, let's go, let's go. We let my grandma grandma you later. We will see you later. You know, she was just there, women and wedding. You never know a woman until her wedding day. I'm telling you. You never know what a woman is made up of until her wedding day. I'm telling you. When it comes to wedding, when it comes to wedding, that is when you know that she knows where they sell pancake for face. Tell Some of them, by the time you use it is you or is it you or are you you? We, we don't even, This year, there will be wedding bells ringing more. But you see, when they drove us to the place, food, everything, I can't remember even it even. But I shall know that the end of the story was the next day I was looking up to Jesus. Said, now you can come. Oh, come now, Jesus, come. Because now, I've gone into the bridal chamber. Do you know this is what God desires of every Christian. It's calling you. Return from Jordan. 
Because you are his bride. Now, what will ever make you go into that bridal chamber is your test for him. If you are not testing for God, you will only be comfortable telling people about what happened in Jordan. How you met Christ in Jordan. But Jordan experience will not bring the desired fruit in your life. There is room for more. Say with me, there is room for more. Number three. So the first one is the return from Jesus being filled with the Holy Ghost. We are doing exponential study. Number three, he, was, he returned from Jordan. He returned from Jordan. Number three, was led by the Spirit into the wilderness. He was led by the Spirit into the wilderness. Like I just said earlier, the wilderness is your place of intimacy with God. You alone with God dot come. All the guests will go back to their home. Your mother go back to her house. Your father goes back to her house. And amazingly, your pastor goes back to his house. You know, there are church members that will not think I'm a good pastor. And I will announce to them that I can never be a good pastor to the one who wants to idolize me. Because no man of God is big enough to ever replace God in your life. I have seen. You know, I was with Dr. Paul in nature one time ago and he was sharing with us it was a privilege I did not take for granted that I was with him. That a day came, a particular man came to him in the church. The man was bedridden. Things were not going wrong. And when he came to see him, he explained everything he was going through in his life. And do you know what he said to the man? He said, well, the Holy Spirit just said, don't pray for him. Don't pray for him. Tell him. Pick up the book of Ephesians. Study your Bible for one week. And he said, Sir, you know what? You have not been doing your Bible study. Say yes. So go back and start studying your Bible. And the man became angry. The man became angry. I'm convinced that you are this powerful man of God. Pray for me. You are telling me to go and study Ephesians. What does Ephesians got to do with what I'm saying? I said, my life is down. My business is not going. And the man walked away angrily. There are people that will kill a man of God before his time. Even that man of God is not wise. Because you see, they will never return from Jordan and respond to the leading of the Holy Spirit to go into the wilderness. And today, there are only spirit. See, there are contemporary idol worshippers and what I call crystal idol worshippers. Those who just jump from one church to the other, from one prophet to the other, seeking do quick answers and never have time for their bridegroom in the wilderness. 
I'm not mocking anybody. But you see, recently we heard one of the socialites or one of these celebrities, whoever it was in Lagos, that died during a prayer session. That you see, that they had to put candles around him, soak him in perfume. And what happened? Both him and the perfume and the candle became one. And he did not survive it. But the people that were doing that prayer are still alive. Because you see, Bible says an evil generation seeketh after signs. They are not seeking after God. The Son of God has to enter into the wilderness. The place where God can be found. I would like to tell you this. God is a God that hides himself. If you don't look for him, you cannot find him. And you can never find God in Jordan. God is a God you can find only in the wilderness. A place where you are deliberate in seeking after him. And there are some people in church I will have, I have told, I have advised. I will just tell it. You know, all you need is just to have your quiet time and pray. But they don't like that. It's that when you say that, you are trying to skip your responsibility. Look at the testimony of our dear sister, for instance. You can see that testimony. The son was sick. I did not even know about it. And unfortunately, nowadays, if you even call me, you won't get through to me. Because I'm in my wilderness. Virtually the whole day, I've not been picking people's calls for about two weeks now. I've not been attending to phone call. You call me, even if I, even if I remember when I put on my phone to tell something and I see people's call, I, that is why we have the chapel system in church. If you don't really, if, the, if the, anything that is so important, I know that the chapel leader will tell me. If you are not getting through to me, if I'm not picking your call, don't be angry. Because there are times that a man of God knows that no matter what you are doing in Jordan, you need to go back to the wilderness where it all began. Where the real place. If I pray for you and God does not answer, there's nothing I can do about it. So I've told our chapel leader, attend to that. So if you call me, you don't get a call, just call your chapel leader. Whatever it is, if it's so important, they will call me for now. And I will answer you, I will definitely. But if you don't call them, I don't call me. Not because I don't want to pick your call, but the truth of the matter is this. He has called me to be with him in the wilderness. Morning till night, I don't, I've not been picking calls for almost two weeks. I pick maybe virtual calls that are so important. That, and now that's why I use the chapel leaders as gatekeepers. Why? Because there is a period in your life. You don't have to wait until life shuts you down. You have to learn to shut down things to seek in. There are people who wait until life shuts them down. Now they are on the hospital bed. They have become so useless to themselves. They cannot even click on any course anymore. The, the sickness has raided everything. That is the only time some people have to be with God. Don't wait until life shuts you down before you enter your wilderness. Don't wait until sickness makes you incapacitated before your phone will ever go off because you are seeking God. There is a, you are not as important as you think. If any of us die today, they will cry for you maybe one week. They will not cry after the second week. 
Life continues as though you never exist. If you don't learn to find God, Isaiah 45 verse 15, look at what it says. Verily thou art a God that hidest thyself, O God of Israel, the Savior. You see, that is why it is only those who desire him that will go extra mile to find him. Look at it, Mark chapter 6 verse 47 to 50. There's an account here that reveals this. Mark 6, 47 to 50. And when even was come, the ship was in the midst of the sea, and he alone on the land. Look at it now. Jesus separated himself deliberately from his disciples. Because now something was about to happen. Let me say this to you parents. No matter how much you care for your children, you cannot have faith for them. There is a period that your children will have to know God for themselves. Thank God for all the running around you are doing for your children right now. But the greatest thing you can do for your children is to teach them to know God. Because there will be a period in their life that they have to bow to God and lift up their voice and pray. And if they fail to pray at that time, no matter the level of prayer you pray for them, nothing can happen. Because they have reached a period they have to call upon God by themselves and for themselves. Even in the life of the church, I've come to know that. That there are times that as pastor, no matter what I intercede for some people, if they don't pay the price of seeking God for themselves, let them move from here to any man of God. Nothing can change. Because right now, it is about them and their God. It may not be what you want to hear, but it's the truth that must be told. Mark chapter 6. Let's look at the account. And when even was come, the ship was in the midst of the sea, and he alone on the land. Verse 48. And he saw them toiling and rowing. He saw them suffering. He saw the challenges of their life. He saw that things were not going the way it ought to go. Jesus saw it, but he didn't do anything. He saw the struggles, the financial struggles, the marital struggles. He saw the challenges confronting their life. And he was just there. He never rushed to them. This is one of the amazing scriptures you can read in the Bible. It tells you the mystery of God. Let's go deeper. For the wind was contrary unto them, and about the fourth watch of the night. Wow. About the fourth watch of the night. Jesus waited until it was very dark. So, so that it can even be more hidden from them. He saw what they have been going through. Like some of us right now, five years, six years. Only God knows how long some of the challenges have been there. God is not blinded to it. But we are about to see a mystery in the word of God. Are you following me this morning? 
Let's go. Verse 48. And he saw them toiling and roaring, for the wind was contrary unto them. And about the fourth watch of the night, he cometh unto them. Now, as he was coming, he saw the way they are toiling. He saw what was happening. Things were not going the same way. But look at what Jesus did. Walking upon the sea. And what did it happen? And would have passed by them. He wanted to pass by them. And he would have passed by them. What does that mean? Look, the pulpit represents the disciples. You would have thought that Jesus would have just gone to them. Hey guys, hey guys, what is happening? What is happening? What can I do to help? The Bible said no. He was coming and instead of going towards the boat, he faced another direction. As though he did not see them. Because there is a principle that must play out. And he would have continued. If they did not do that principle, even though they were his disciples, even though they were the people he had gathered, this is now the time for them to do something for themselves. And God was not just going to do it automatically. They've seen Jesus do a lot of things for them automatically. But now, this was a major junction in their life. Where he said, it is time for me to pass by you if you will not do what you ought to do. And what was it that he was expecting from them? Look at verse 49. But when they saw him walking upon the sea, they supposed that he had been a spirit and cried out. Now, verse 50. For they all saw him and were troubled until they cried out to him. When they realized he was the one, they, what did he do? And immediately he talked with them. Immediately. Jesus! Then he responded, You mean me? Yes, master, you come, come! Then he began to talk to them to show them the solution. Show them the solution. Show them the solution. He never entered that boat until they were deliberate in crying out to him. Like I said in first service, until you take the matters of your life seriously, God will not take you serious. Things are not going the same way. I don't have a job. And you wake up in the morning. You put on your television. You're on Z World from morning till night. Charlie, you've gotten a job already. You are now a Z World employee. You have a job. Something you don't have a job. Because watching TV from morning till now is a job. When they say, what is your job? Say, Z World employee. I watch how they are kissing, how they break their heart, how the Indians are dying, naive, 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 naive. So, I, that's what I watch the whole day. So, you are employed. And write it there in your CV. I spend time watching TV. I, if you employ me, sir, if you employ me, I will come to that office and watch Z work for money tonight. I can watch it. I have the only thing is that I'm waiting for them to send me a certificate. Stop saying you are jobless. A man was complaining one day. And I 
looked at his life. Business kaput, struggling financially. Nothing was going on. Things were nose diving. Then I decided to investigate whether he was serious with the matters of his life. Guess what? So I decided to talk about football. Hey! When we talk, when did, what did I mention football for? Ah, Pastor. That, ah, that match, ah, we are winning, my boys. My boys. Ah, my boys. Ah. You see, when we bought this coach, this is a man that says he doesn't have a job. No business. When we bought that coach, and he says he's not, he doesn't have a job and he's buying coach. When we bought that coach, we know that this season is going to change. And my boys, are you that you can employ Ronaldo? Why are you saying you don't have money? Ronaldo is your investment. Of course, now they what are not doing. They are not trying to get it back by playing Bet Niger, Baba Jebu, and the rest. But you know, look at it, people. When you really look deep into people's life, they are not serious with their life issue. They are not yet serious. Me, there are some people I will never in my life again spend time to pray for. Because do you know why? You are only worsening their condition. You pray for them, the demon goes out. The demon comes back, see the place clean. Seven times, they will say, ah, when I went to Real Gate Chapel, one leg they pay me, now two legs they pay me. When I went, at least I was still earning more money. But now when I entered that church, after that pastor prayed for me, uh-huh. not everything has become kaput. A wise pastor will first check, if I cast out this demon, will this person make the necessary environment to keep that demon away? If you cannot guarantee that, if you are a pastor, if you are a man of God, don't pray, you are going to worsen the life of that man or that woman. Because one thing the, the scripture guarantees is that every demon that goes out always comes back to inspect again. That the demon will come back. It is time to seek God in the wilderness. You don't like what I'm preaching? That man, when I saw the way he was passionate about football and everything, I said, oh, what do I do? Let's share the grace. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, God will be with you, God will help you, God will strengthen you. Because I know that some of them, even when you tell them the truth, they won't hear. It's not everybody I tell the truth. That's the truth. I just keep quiet because some of them will rather be angry with you. But the truth is, you don't have money and you are, you are watching Premier League, investing time in what, until, I don't know you are serious until you can tell me you have not watched TV for one week. I'm telling you. Then if some of you invest that time in front of TV on your news, something will have changed by now. If you invest your TV time, the time you spend watching pictures on Instagram, WhatsApp, all, until this past week when I had to celebrate my father in the Lord, I told my wife, I have never updated anything on WhatsApp. I said, I remember that WhatsApp has a status only on February, uh, May 14, when I had to celebrate my father in the Lord, Bishop Daggyward Mills, that was when I posted, I remember some, that there's the status on WhatsApp. When I went there, there are some of the people who are so jobless, but they are so jobful on WhatsApp. Their status is so up to date. 
I every day they are always changing their picture. When I see those who have time to change their picture every day, they are employed. Oh, they are employed. You don't complain. Because if it occurs to you to, to always impress people, every week you are changing your, you stand in front of a car, the car that is even not your own, and you stand in front of the car, you, you, are, you are in the fast food. You, the, your, 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 <laughs> yeah. And you may not know what it's true. You are always looking for one time. Two guests stood in front of that place, oh, this house here, yeah. and I think the owner just put, they know where they are. they just put ties in front of that house, put some light. I'm serious, put the light. And the other one was recording. If they have to do, put the light. And he said, they will not say, but they are trying to give an impression that that's my father's house. Meanwhile, you go back to your one room. You go back to your one room. Is it wrong to live in one room? I lived in one room for a major period of my life. And I don't think your toilet was as bad as the one I used to use. Let me give you a description of the toilet I grew up with in the Barriga. In case you don't know. Our, toil- our house is bungalow, but our toilet is upstairs. No, in case you don't understand what I'm saying. Our toilet, you, I, you have to climb about three stories before you can to really tell you why, why the toilet was so upstairs. And do you know why? Because in the Niger Barriga where I grew up, if your toilet is downstairs, the same level with the bungalow, you are there. Both you and your poo-poo will be carried away by water. Oh, sometimes you cannot even separate which one you have done, whether your sin is... Because in Niger Barriga those days, people sin come back in the evening or in the afternoon. You poo-poo in your toilet in the morning, the water carries it away. In the evening, it brought it back to you in good measure, pressed and shake it together, running over. That's the house I grew up. But to the glory of God, I did remain in that house because I knew the price that will be paid. There's a price to pay to change your level. And that's not the price of staying in front of TV like this. It's the price of knowing that there's a problem, taking the matters of your life seriously, shutting down to be with God. It is a non-negotiable price that must be paid. So it is not about where you are. It's about the price you are not paying for where you ought to be. Where you are today is not the problem. It's the price that you are not disciplined enough. Disciplined enough. Do you know what it means for you? See, if you have ever been in my world, if you have ever been in my world, those who knows me, in, in a day, if I don't receive up to 300 phone calls, on the average of about 200 to 300 phone calls, something must be wrong. If my phone does not ring in three minutes, it's because something is wrong. I was that busy. I was that busy. But yet, I got to a point where I had to say, Lord, it is you I want. I had two lines. I had to give one to one person, manage this line. My main line switched up. And sometimes I can be there for a day. When I only people call me, I don't answer. I am there. Just in the wilderness is not a place. There is no signal in the wilderness. 
The only signal I want to receive is from above. From above. I pray today that you will respond to the Lord as he drives you to this wilderness. The place of the bridegroom. Songs of Song, chapter 3, verse 1. Songs of Song, chapter 3, from verse 1. By night on my bed, I sought him whom my soul loveth. I sought him, but I found him not. I will rise now and go about the city, in the streets, and in the broad ways. I will seek him whom my soul loveth. I sought him. You see, are you seeing the word sought, seek, sought, seek? He's talking about God here. This bride is talking about God. He said, I realized he was not with me. And I began to seek him. I can't find him in my bedroom. I'm making efforts to seek him whom my soul loves. This is the relationship God desires with you. He said, I will seek him whom my soul loves. I sought him. Verse 3. The watchman, the watchman that go about the city found me. To whom I said, Saw ye him whom my soul loveth. Look at what happened. Verse 4. It was but a little that I have passed from them. In other words, he said, when the watchmen were coming, this group of watchmen, I stopped one of them. Said, Did you see the one that my soul is longing for? Do you see the one my soul loveth? And they said, No, we have not seen him. So she said, they were going like this. But she did not give up. She kept on looking. Could it be there? Could it be there? As the watchmen were going, she kept on looking. And look at what happened. And it was a little that I passed from them. But I found him. Oh, my soul love it. I held him and would not let him go. Until I had brought him into my mother's chamber. Into the chamber of her. That conceived me. Oh God. I pray today that somebody. Will be ready to pay this price. You know. What people have come prayer of faith to. Actually is a prayer of laziness. A prayer of slothfulness. That's what people describe as a prayer of faith. Oh father I thank you. I believe I, 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 I receive this car right now. I thank you for this car. I receive this car in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Then they go out. Well, you have prayed. But I can tell you, don't be surprised if that prayer does not get answered so soon. Because you must continuously seek him whom your soul loves. I have seen people be Justify prayer of faith with laziness. But the Bible says, faith cometh by hearing and hearing the word. You see, when you go before the Lord and you make that prayer from the depth of your heart, one of the things is that you must wait with on him until there is a peace in your heart. See, there is a knowing that you will know that you know that you know that God has answered this prayer. 
There is a knowing that when you are exercising your faith, you know it within you that something is happening. That something is happening. You just know it. If you don't have that knowing, you are only joking if you stop praying. If that peace is not saturating your heart, my dear sister, you should not stop praying. Keep seeking him. Why is this important? I will tell you. Let's go to point number four. You are going to discover the importance of what I'm saying. Point number four is verse two of Luke 4. He said, being 40 days tempted of the devil. In those days, he did eat nothing. And when they were ended, he afterward hunger. The first thing is that being 40 days tempted of the devil, he did eat nothing. You see, let's, let me show you the scenario again. Here was Jesus of his own volition. He went to Jordan. He was baptized in Jordan. Heavens opened. They shared the grace in that service and he was going back home. Now, Jesus began to walk home. When he got to his own city, then the Lord said to him, Oh boy, you are not going home. Then the Spirit told him, Make a U-turn now and enter into that desert. That mountain. And there, be with me until I tell you it's okay. He had only one cloth. It was something he never planned for. But the master said, shut down now. He was on his way back from where he was baptized. Where he had just experienced open heaven. You see, oftentimes where people get relaxed is that you have one breakthrough today. God has just done something. This is where most people lose their miracle. God just did something for them. You have received that phone call, finally. You have received the proposal, finally. You have received the miracle job, finally. And then they go back home and start sleeping. Not knowing that now, the enemy that have kept your great-grandfather jobless is still after you. And people just go and sleep. And it will be as if nothing happened in their life. Look at what just happened. When the Lord led him to that place. Then the Bible said, for the next 40 days, he entered into a period of trials, temptation, tests. The devil tempted him for 40 days. But do you know why the devil did not succeed? The devil met him in the place of fasting and prayer. The enemy, Bible said that the enemy had come to steal, to kill, and to destroy. But I have come that they may have life. There are things in your life. If that season, or that temptation, or that trial, that test meets you at the wrong place, meets you in Georgia, meets you in your house, and not in the wilderness, you are done for. The Holy Spirit knew what was going to happen. So he drove him to the place where he can have strength. Let me say this to you. Because there are situations in our life that can only answer to fasting and prayer. And such fasting and prayer 
It's not the one the pastor will prescribe for you alone. It's the one that the spirits will lead you to do. I was listening to Bishop Oyeleko the other day. He was sharing how he came to Lagos from Cardinal. He said that particular season of his life, he was eating in the morning, and as he was eating, he was enjoying the food. Then the Holy Spirit said, Oh boy, you are eating too much. Start fasting now. Start fasting now. And he dropped the food and began to fast. He said, he fasted, the Lord did not stop his fasting. So he said, he fasted to a point that one day was going to pray. And was going to preach. When he spoke like this, blood was what gushed out. He excused himself, went back to the place. He was vomiting blood as a result of continuous fasting and prayer. But yet, the Lord did not ask him to stop. Now it was as though God wanted to kill him. Then, he went for the meeting. So he had to go with an handkerchief. You would think he, he asked to People don't know the price people have paid. After he finished that meeting where he was vomiting blood and everything, he said he came back. Then the Lord said, now arise and go to Lagos. Arise and go to Lagos. He told the other bishop, Abioye, said, come and take over. I'm going. He said the next day he packed his clothes, packed everything, and he came to Lagos. The rest is history today. He is become that same man who was vomiting people, who sought God as a young man today. When they said that he's the number one, he's the richest pastor in the whole world. You think it's because he carries one head? It's because if nobody would have heard of him if he had stopped that fast when the Lord called him to do it. Are you ready to pay the price? Even 15 minutes has not improved your life. He cannot tell you to separate yourself for 15 minutes. Let me say this. That next level that that man was seeking for bishop could only answer to fasting and prayer. Let me end up by saying, sharing this word with you. Matthew chapter 17 verse 21. Take note of this following scripture. Matthew 17 verse 21. How be it this kind goeth not out but by prayer and fasting. How be it this kind goeth not out but by prayer and by what? Fasting. Mark chapter 9 verse 28. Mark chapter 9 verse 28. And when he was come into the house, his disciple asked him privately. Look at them. See, they've been struggling with a particular issue in their life. There was no solution. So they were confused. So they asked him privately, why could we not cast this demon out? And look at what the answer he said to them. He said, and he said unto them, this kind comfort by nothing but by prayer and so there are different kinds of demons. There are demons that only answers to fasting and prayer. I will share with you the story I shared in the first service. I was doing well in my life as a computer engineer. And there was this season. All of a sudden, death crept into my life. The death was so much that the more I tried to move out, 
the deeper I go into death. You know, this season of your life, when such situation comes your way, you will realize that everything you touch will just turn to death. A man who knows how to do business will look as though he is totally bankrupt of ideas. I, see, in the midst of this situation in my life, I borrowed money from the bank, I could not pay back. Bank began to chase me. They invited me to anti-fraud, uh, federal fraud unit, uh, SFU, special fraud unit at Ikoi. I refused to go. Then I went to court because I knew they were going to come after me with all the law enforcement. Now, I sued the IG, the commissioner of police sued the bank to enforcement of fundamental human rights so that they would not arrest me. But still, it, my office is like this building. The next, the house opposite the church was the bank I was owing. So, if I get to office and I open my window, the bank manager will know I'm there. He will come after me. So, when I get to my office, I am not able to open my window for over one year. Because if I open, bank manager, I'm a, I was afraid that he would know that I was in the office. Things were so bad. You see, I was living in my own house. I was giving people water for free. But when things became so bad, I began to sell the water. When people refused to come and buy water, I became a mobile water deliverer. I don't know whatever you call it. I bought hose. My hose can reach from here to Rilagege Junction. Very long. I said, don't need, if you, since you are too busy to come, I will draw the water and come and be feeding you. Just pay me. Just doing anything to survive. But the only thing I was not doing was that I was not paying the price. I was doing all this in Jordan. I never paid the price of going into the wilderness. Because I didn't know that it was an household demon that had attacked several other people in my family. Because later I realized I was not the first to be prosperous. But there's something that tried to always bring them down. But you know what happened? As I began to owe, this is why I said I get interested if you don't know what to do. I remember in the midst of this, one woman introduced me to his son, her son. This one was, was going to partner with me. It was another breakthrough project in the midst of my death. It was supposed to pay all my debt. Said, I, my son will just be shipping computer from US or UK to you. All you need to do is add your own margin, pay, and send the money back. I started that business within one month, too. The money that I was taking for that one, I was going to offset that other debt. Before I know it, I could not pay the guy back. That one too turned to trouble. Police was looking for me again. Look at it in the midst of it. I got a contract with one of the oil and gas companies in Nigeria. I mentioned their name in the first service, but I don't think it's appropriate for me to keep mentioning their name. If you go to Ikeja here, at Bolade, there's an Ikeja Grammar School, whatever, um, at Bolade, they have a building called the ICT building. I configured and that entire ICT building. There is a school in Imo State, Imerenwe uh, Girls Grammar School. Go there. I configured the entire ICT. Delta State University Abraka, I configured the ICT session because the oil and gas paid. I, they paid me millions of naira. Still, everything came back to zero. In fact, it rather became worse. One of the people I collected computer from came with a, a gun to my office to look for me. Ah, it was, it, I, instead of it to kill him, he will kill me. And then I go to prison because I arrested him. I arrested him after doing that transaction. You see, it was beyond just making money. I did not block the back end. The black end was not blocked. One day, one January, 
I told my wife, enough is enough. We need to go to the wilderness. We separated ourselves. That new year, everybody was shouting, happy new year, happy new year, happy new year. I just heard the man of God say that I will rather fast at the new year than eat and be hungry for the rest of the year. So I said, this is the price I have to pay. So I said, I'm not going to eat that new year. So I carried my wife. We went to that place. Locked ourselves up. Lord, remove this garment of debts. Lord, something has to change. Lord, something has to change. You see, that now I realize that I must be driven just like Jesus from Jordan to the wilderness. That is where you can find God all the time. Because do you know what? If you find God that way, you will keep him. Because you will know what it means to find him. You know the price. My wife and I, we were there praying. We listed all the debts. We listed everybody we are going. And we were calling upon God. Because we know now that this is not a flesh and blood matter. After about five days, we knew that something had happened. You will always know it when you get to that point. It's like beauty. When you see it, you know it. When God answers your prayer, you may not have the physical evidence. If you can pay the price of staying there with him, you will know because there is this peace. There is this joy. There is this thing that will happen in your spirit. I cannot explain it, but you will know it when it's there. That is the place I'm saying, fight to get into. We left that place. January. All I knew, February, we began to make commitment to start from the one we can pay. And we were paying the small, small one. But the major one, which was the bank one, we cannot pay. But as we committed ourselves to paying those small, small ones, I was there one day when I received an alert message from the bank. A mysterious money came. Somebody had paid off the money. Millions of naira turned to plus. Everything totally erased. I broke down. All I could say is, God. Then I remember that scripture. You brought me out of the mighty clay. You set my feet on a rock to stay. You see, there are situations in your life if God do not bring you out, nobody can. And such situation is not in Jordan. It belongs to the wilderness. It is time to go and look for God in the wilderness. It is time for you to be deliberate about the matters of your life. It is a season that you have to shut down and say, Lord, I'm tired of the status quo. There's got to be more than this. I'm tired of the status quo. Oh God, there's got to be more than this. It's a period you will say, Lord, I don't want to continue my life like this. It's a period in your life you say, they are saying I'm a fine girl, but on the inside I know I'm crying. It's a period you have to say, Lord, I am smiling on the outside, but I'm weeping on the inside. Lord, do something. It's a period, you and him. No pastor will be there with you. No mother is a period, you. I pray that God will give you a burden 
a desire that will drive you to that place where you begin to leave all to be with him. Where you shut down to seek his face. It's my prayer that today this is not just going to be a sermon. It's going to be a catalyst in your life to seek the same God who have helped me this far. Because the same God is over all and is rich unto all that we call upon his name. Can we stand to our feet this morning? Tired of the status quo. There's got to be more than these. I'm tired of the status quo. There's got to be more than these. Oh, there's got to be more. There's got to be more. There's got to be more than these. There's got to be more. There's got to be more. There's got to be more than these. Ah, listen now. Everywhere. I want to give you the next few minutes. Go before the Lord. Lord, help me. Give me a hunger that will drive me to that secret place. Lord, strengthen my prayer and fasting life. Lord, strengthen me. Rebirthing me a desire for you, Lord. Let there be a long and unquenchable longer. Jeremiah said, when I said, I will not make mention of him anymore, nor speak in his name. His words were like fire, shut up in my bones. So when God's calling becomes like fire, even when you say you don't want to do, you find yourself doing it. Lift your voice and just talk to God for yourself today. Lord, drive me to that secret place. Lord, lay hold of me today. Drive me to that secret place. Let there be revival in my prayer line. Lord, I don't want to be lazy anymore. I want more. I want more. I want more. I want more. This is a season of visitation. It's a season of turnaround. It's a season where God wants to do something in your life. Pray for more. Pray that God will lay hold of you and drive you to your knees. Pray that God will lay hold of you and take hold of you into that secret place. Pray for a clapping of the spirits. A clapping of the spirits in your hearts. Where he lays hold of your heart and drive you there. Hey, talk to God, everybody. Oh. Mandaria Something has to change in your life this year. Something has to change in your life this year. Something has to give way in your life this year. You cannot continue like this. You cannot continue like this. You cannot continue like this. Something has to give way. Something has to give way. Pray for a fresh fire. Your prayer life. Can I want to go? 
Lord, let that be your prayer. Let that be your prayer. Let that be your prayer. Lord, drive me to that wilderness. Drive me to the wilderness. The place where I will be sold out to seek your face. Give me a hunger for the secret place. Lord, give me a hunger for the secret place. Let your word become like fire. Shut up in my bones. Help me to seek you. In Jesus' name we pray. In Jesus' name we pray. I'm going to pray for you this hour because my time is up. First and foremost, if you are here, you are not born again. God desire a closer walk with you. Don't leave this church without the assurance of salvation. You are not sure if you die today, you go to heaven. Because you know that the assurance that Jesus is in your life is not there. But you want to say, Pastor, I want to, I want to make sure that Jesus is there. I don't want to go to hell. Please pray for me. I want to make Jesus my Lord and Savior. Wherever you are, today before we leave this place, I want to pray for you. You want to give your life to Jesus. Whilst we are here, you are the one I want to pray for first. So just lift up your right hand if you want me to pray for you. You want to make Jesus your Lord and Savior. Just lift up your right hand everywhere you are. Even at the viewing center, God bless you. I see those hands. God bless you. Now, place that hand on your chest. Now, say this was after me. Say, Heavenly Father, I have made up my mind to repent and to renounce the life of sin. Today, dear Lord Jesus, I confess with my mouth that you are the Son of God. I believe with all my heart that you died for my sins. You were buried. You were buried. And you rose again. Today, Lord Jesus, please come into my life because I believe you are the Son of God and be my Lord and my personal Savior. Wash all my sins away with your precious blood. And please write my name in the book of life. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for saving my soul today. I boldly declare that I am born again. 
I am born again. In Jesus' name. I thank you because this one shall be rooted and grounded in your kingdom. They will become fruitful in the name of Jesus. Satan, I rebuke you. Take your hands off their lives. Thank you, Heavenly Father. In Jesus' name I have prayed. Now, everybody lift your hands. I want to pray for you. Father, I pray for everyone under the unction of my voice, even those who are watching online right now. Receive a fresh fire for your prayer life. Receive a fresh fire for your prayer life. The grace to set yourself aside to seek the master. The grace to set yourself aside to seek the face of God. May that grace now be released upon your life today in the name of Jesus. Lord, anyone that has been held bound by any form of demonic harassment or oppression that has now laid hold and rendering their life useless, their marriage, right now I decree you are free forever in the name of Jesus. Now as you seek him in the place of fasting and prayer, may you find him and you will return with testimonies. Father, I thank you because this is a glorious week for your people. Is a week of revival, a week of closer walk, a week of intimacy with God, a week of fresh revelation. In the name of Jesus, you have entered into this week. As you go forth into this week, you will not return as a dead man or a dead woman. This week, you will not bury. I cancel every accident on your way in the name of Jesus. You are blessed. You are blessed. You will do well. Now your joy will not turn to sorrow. In Jesus name I have prayed. Shout a louder amen. Amen. Come on put your hands together for Jesus. We hope you have been blessed by this message. For more information, please stop our website at www.rtc.ng May God bless you.